We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much. So many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. You have no idea how important you are. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Steve with Sunspadale. I'm coming at you with uh, part two of my follow-up with Reason and Theology. They just had me on to do the little thing on the Great Reset, and I felt like I wanted to save more. So I was putting the kids down. I said, well, you know what? Let me finish Let me finish my thought, because I have a bunch of links left over. Uh, we hit the hour limit on Michael's po uh, program, so I figured, why not? If you want to watch part one, it's included in the link below. It'll be attached at the end screen, etc. I'll put a link together with both parts on, plus the links. I'll have it up on BitChute. Remember, I'm on BitChute, Library, LBRY, Odyssey. That's another one I can't remember. Catholic Tube, things like that. Underneath this, I'll have all those links together so you can go watch the videos on BitChute or other platforms. If you don't like YouTube or if you don't like Google, uh, no problem. No hard feelings. Go over there and still get the same stuff on different form. Uh, but anyways, I wanted to finish this thought just because it's fresh, it was fresh on my mind. I was studying it all day, and I figured why not just get this the rest of this out there. So watch part one. Come back and watch part two if you want. But so yeah, yeah. So that's I wanted to get it done. I was, anyways. But anyway, thank you for Michael for having me on today. It was great. It was about like I said, an hour, just over an hour. You see the timer, hour and four minutes. Uh, we just went through all these other links here. So if you want to see what I was yapping about, uh, again, click part one. But anyway, so part two, uh, here's where we ended up stopping uh, before the questions. And finally, there was a question about what to do. And I should have said more on his show on it. Obviously, pray more. Become holier. Become a saint. Uh, that's the obvious. That is definitely needed. Because I did say there's basically nothing you can do in secular-wise. Definitely can become holier in these times. We're going to need it. Secular, also secular-wise and ideas. I did mention act locally and uh, think locally and act locally and get involved in local politics. Guess who is involved in your local and state and federal politics? These guys. Soros invested money in governor and gubernatorial races. There's money getting into local uh, local mayor's offices. Soros and these guys are pushing for local stuff this way. They know if you act locally, that's very effective and it will change your it'll change how you live. But if we get involved and act locally, think locally, we can literally change our neighborhoods, our cities, state. Truthfully, forget about the union. If you're thinking about fixing the entire union, your focus is off target. Focus neighborly. Focus on your area. Focus on your state. The union's too big. It's out of scale, as uh, Abbeville Institute has a great video on that. Uh, 
you see how much trouble it is. It, you see that, you know, for the last few elections, there's been how many voter frauds? People have been voting for in, in presidential elections for a decade, over a decade. It's they, they turn up they turn up all the time. It won't change next year. It won't change the next year. It won't change in four years. Think locally. These guys are getting involved in local governments. You better get involved in local governments. So, all right, back to the program. Uh, this is from the UN, <laughs> as you can tell, UN uh, headline. Cut global emissions by 7.6% every year for the next decade to meet the 1.5 degrees Celsius Paris target uh, target UN report. This is from November 26, 2019, a year ago. Why did I bring that up? First off, the Paris Accord, you hear Biden saying he wants to get us back in the Paris Agreement. That's the Great Reset. That puts everyone back in the reset. That that you need to be in the Paris Court for the reset to take over. That's why they want Biden to get in, so he brings us back in the Paris, uh, the Paris Accord. Thankfully, Trump got us out. It looks like it's now all these governors are pushing the Paris targeting thing. Uh, you hear Bill back better. You hear from your governors. You hear uh, all the cliches, all the you know 2030, 2050 zero emissions. All this stuff you hear from even your gubernatorial candidates and governors in your each states. 7.6% was their goal. They hit 7.0% this year during the shutdown. They want this every year for the next decade. Every year. Are you ready for that for next year? The next year. The next year. Fathers. I know in my area, y'all think this was a good, some of them, some of y'all think this was a good idea. Oh, this was, I had one priest tell me it was an inconvenience that I had to, Take the Blessed Eucharist with sanitizer draped over it. I could taste the sanitizer. That's not exactly healthy, and we're worried about health. You're gonna what are you gonna do next year? The next year. The next year. The ne Where's your line? We already talked in part one. Talked about how they're trying to, to change the definition of humanity. Where's your line in the sand, especially when the pokey comes? Are we gonna have to take the poke to go to mass? When's the temperature check stations coming into the parish? You know, it's all about, you know, got to make sure we don't get anybody sick, even though no one's ever lived that way in the history of mankind. All of a sudden now we're germophobes and we got to disinfect everything and, you know, rinse our hands 48,000 times a day. Because, hey, there, be clean. Have some hygiene. Yeah, it's not saying to go out there and, you know, wipe your, use your hands and then shake hands with them or go like this and shake. No, no one's telling anybody to do that. Let's have some common sense with it, though, right? <laughs> Virtues in the media, in the media, not not in the extremes. Or over here, you know, wash your hands forty-eight thousand times a day, jettison holy water for sanitizer, wearing face muzzles, even though nobody's ever done that in their lives. And you only put masks on when they're sick. And I just found out that Tom Izzo, the coach for the Michigan, I think he's still coaching for Michigan State, just got done. They could they, he get, he got tested for the Rona, and uh, he said it was a. Uh, uh, was out kicked the coverage had a thing on it. I'm a he's a religious face muzzle wearer. He got the Rona. You come up with your own decision. I would say something doesn't work. Uh, this is again this is the original Winter Oak article uh, about Klaus Schwab and his Great Reset. I encourage you to read all this. That gets big time into his. What the what he is, and the one thing I didn't like about the article is he talks about this being a fascist thing. This is actually it's communist. It's 
this straight up tells you this is a communistic idea. Uh, fascism. This isn't exactly a fascist thing. It's straight up commie 101, really. Uh, so that's really the only thing I didn't like about the article is he, he mentions this being basically fascism instead of straight up communism. He mentions it, but he's more on the F side. But yeah, I would recommend reading this. Again, everything will be in the show notes. So, is this, yeah, this is uh, Dave Cullen's channel. A year ago, well, take that back. Yeah, take that a year ago. Uh, September, year, two Septembers ago, I was pulling into the Eucharistic Congress in Charlotte. And I have to tell my wife this. I watch, I have this stuff playing when I'm driving. She doesn't like listening to things like this, so but I do. So we're not when we're driving together. I don't have that on. We have something else playing, radio, etc., songs, kids, whatever, kids, you know, whatever. And uh, but I'll listen to stuff like this when I'm driving on my own. So this literally was two September's ago. You'll see September fifth, twenty nineteen. To feed the world, begin with maggot sausage and insect ice cream. Scientist says. Scientist says. Yep. I covered this in a previous episode of How Is This a Thing? Here's an excerpt. Good old climate change, the bogeyman excuse for raising taxes and now adding insects to our diet. Doesn't the future look so amazing? Those 2050? Just, you know, this is before all this came out. This is before the Rona. This is before anybody ever heard of the World Economic Forum, etc. Notice 2050. Packed with protein, yes. And they're also eaten in extremely poor countries where if they had the choice, they probably wouldn't eat them. Just as a quick aside, socialism in Venezuela has created such massive inequality and made people so unbelievably poor that they've been forced to eat the pigeons and rats in the streets. Also, some people have even broken into zoos in order to eat the animals. If people in the Western world have to one day begin eating insects to survive, it will mean that the middle class will have completely disappeared and the ruling class will continue to become richer. The mega wealthy oligarchs will continue to live in luxury and eat all the sushi, steak, linguine, caviar and avocado toast they want while the rest of the serfs and wage slaves will be chowing down on crickets and cockroaches and struggling to pay rent in a cycle of increasing poverty, taxation, and massive inequality. Sounds delightful. Imagine a future where this becomes a real possibility. Let them eat cake. Well, cake is pretty luxurious. Look, guys, I know that quality food is now in short supply, but good news! If you change your definition of what you consider to be food, then there's lots to eat. All you have to do is go down to the rockery in your back garden, and it's like a veritable banquet of bugs. Just take a look at what's in your own garden. What's next? You don't have a garden? Well, if you live in a box-in-the-sky apartment in a major urban area or city, good news! You're probably no more than about 30 meters from a nearby rat. Rats are eaten in lots of countries. I looked it up on Google. Rats are eaten regularly in Cambodia, Laos, Myanmar, parts of the Philippines and Indonesia, Thailand, Ghana, China and Vietnam, says Grant Singleton from the International Rice Research Institute in the Philippines. That's from a BBC source. These are very poor countries indeed. Guess what else I googled? What countries eat bugs? This source is from theconversation.com. The dominant insect eating countries are 
the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Congo, the Central African Republic, Cameroon, Uganda, Zambia, Zimbabwe, Nigeria, and South Africa. Clearly, all of them are economic powerhouses, as we know. The most commonly eaten insects include caterpillars, termites, crickets, and palm weevils. Insects are also eaten in China, the Philippines, Thailand, Ghana, Mexico, and Brazil. It says, though the U.S. Department of Agriculture warns that little is known about the safety of eating certain insects. Well, that doesn't exactly fill one with confidence, does it? It's almost like really awful times are coming in the future where Western nations are going to be reduced to the same standard of living as some of the poorest nations on Earth. Huh. Adding both. And remember, the, remember the, uh, the phases or you still say if you turn on, I think it's MSNBC, MSNBC or uh, something business channel or CNBC. Uh, Shark Tank. You see that a lot with uh, grasshopper or cricket uh, bars and things like that. They're talking about, they were talking about this years ago. We'll get to the reason why this is important for what we're talking about on the reset. Bugs to the Western diet could help meet demand and reduce toxic methane gases produced by livestock. One quarter pound. Remember, this is all about global warming, right? under hamburger is the equivalent of seven pounds of co2 about 425 gallons of water plus about 600 square feet of habitat loss you know i have a feeling that these environmental and resource demands won't be all that much of a concern for the mega wealthy who will likely continue to enjoy a rich hearty and varied diet that will no doubt include things like quarter pounders look guys it's time to eat bugs because climate change and co2 emissions or something Maybe CNN should begin adding insects to their lunch menu in the staff canteen. I should point out that in many of the poor nations I mentioned, they eat bugs as a delicacy and not a staple in their diet. If these people had access to significant quantities of meat, fish, and fresh vegetables, they wouldn't be eating bugs if they had the choice. The West doesn't need to start eating bugs. Resort and insects to save the planet from global warming? Well, if you thought the climate change alarmism of having to eat bugs was bad, wait till you see what this Swedish behavioral scientist Magnus Soderlund is suggesting. This Yeah, this one, I've never forgotten this, this whole episode because of this. This guy literally talks about eating people to save the climate. And uh, you can, I'll, I have this underneath in the show notes if you want to watch the rest because like I said, it's 11 minutes, you see it's 11 minutes long. But here's a, uh, here's a photo of... Yeah, a human hand on a fork. <laughs> anyway, so why does this matter? Well, the World Economic Forum, well, you know, I was looking through all the books and I showed in the other video. I'm, I'm scanning through these, reading them, and I'm looking for the insects because I knew that was, a, that was a topic no one's talking about. And they're on their website, on their YouTube channel. They're actually focused on this right now. They went through, uh, they went through a whole week of food focused videos i only listen to two or three they're all an hour plus long so it's really unless you got a team doing this it's hard to look at everything they're posting but they were talking about obviously changing everything the food based or plant-based diets change your diet they say change your diet plant-based diet more uh equality in your diet things like that like what does that what does equality in your diet even mean Anyway, so I decided, well, let me just go ahead and do the World Economic Forum and type in insects. 
Here's one from September 20th, September 23rd, 2019. Burgers, bugs, and the shift to a new way of eating. How often do you eat meat? For many people, the answer is not often as before. Two-thirds of U.S. consumers say they are consuming less meat. The cost and health concerns being the primary reasons, instead 42% are turning into meatless alternatives. I like meat. I, I like eating meat. Not one of that group. In the U.K., 29% say they're eating less meat because of its carbon footprint. Uh, stupid. Livestock is responsible for 14.5% of all human global greenhouse gas emissions. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever the motivation switches have an impact. 2018, the global meat subsidies market was valued at $4.6 billion. By 2023, it's expected to reach $6.4 billion. By the way, Bill Gates is work, is uh, uh, runs some kind of fake food place that they create meat. Uh, did you do? Let's see. So this is a Impossible Burger. We mentioned it in part one with uh, Michael. Uh, you remember this? That was all over. That was all over the place. Oh, here, yeah, here's Bill Gates. Impossible Foods, uh, foods known for its bleeding plant-based burgers, has received 806 million in funding from investors like Gates, Google Ventures, and Reddit co-founder Alexis Oyahan. While Beyond Meat, which manufactures plant-based beef, chicken, and pork, has secured 163.6 million in backing. What has four legs, antenna, and scope to feed the world? While there is still significant resistance in the Western world to eating insects, no kidding, duh, as we would say before, there have been attempts to develop marketable bug-based foods. By 2050, there's that key, word, key year again, the world's population will hit 9.1 billion and feeding all those people in a sustainable way. Drink, that's on your, that's on your uh, <laughs> end times bingo card, your globalist bingo card, uh, will be significantly challenged. Crickets need 12 times less feed, 12 times less feed than cattle to produce the same amount of protein. All right, great. I'm still wanting the cattle. EXO, which uh, has Michelin-starred chefs producing cricket energy bars, has already received 5.3 million in funding from investors. <sighs> so you can again, you can read up more of this later. Is there something at the bottom? Yeah. No, thank you. Another one. Good grub. Why we might be eating insects soon. This is from July 6th. I wonder if it saves. I'll just start over. Finding a bug in your food can be a moment of horror that kills the mood and your appetite in one fell swoop. That is about to change, according to this research. You've crunched the numbers of why we'll soon be voluntarily crunching insects. You, which one of y'all voluntarily eating any of that, uh, eating any insect today, or in the not so distant future? Let's see, it's all about climate, more uh, climate change, all right? You know, there was very an inact was it a drought of hurricanes hitting the U.S. coast the last few years, and we had a, a great number this year. It's climate change. Even the last time they were blamed climate change, now they're blaming climate change. It's everything is climate change. Cold climate change, hot climate change, winter, summer. I don't know. The climate I live in is still the same. I don't know when when it's supposed to change. But if my climate turns into the Arctic, then I'm going to say, yeah, the climate change. But it ain't. It's. I can go outside. I was in a t-shirt out there the other day. I'm in the south. It's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be Denver, Colorado. 
it may not be too long before we can buy all edible insects at your local grocery store <laughs> if they let you in. Despite being eaten by 2 billion people globally, EU laws have prevented the sales of insects for human consumption. <sighs> so you can read more of that. This company is breeding millions of insects in the heart of London. This is from August 21st, 2019. I'll play a little bit, just a clip of the video. Insects are becoming a trend. The Western diet has to kind of shift and change. And most importantly, it's natural, it's normal, and it's the way that we have to feed the future. We're facing big global challenges. People don't believe that they can make a change, but you really, really can, because you making a change is the only change you can really make. When it times is by nine billion people, it makes a fundamental difference to the way that we live in this planet. Blah, blah, blah. Again, you're eating a cockroach. I don't, I haven't met, I don't know anybody that is sick, and I don't know anybody that likes eating cockroaches or crickets. Uh, here's another one. Let's see. A psychologist explains why we find some food disgusting and why it matters. <laughs> here's a, I guess that's a caterpillar salad. I don't know. Yeah, if you want to look at it. Notice insects have been, uh, been long on the menu in Thailand. Doesn't look like she has carpeted in an air conditioner unit, huh? They look kind of poor. Again, as they said, as as Dave said before, and it is part of the whole communist thing. If equality, when you hear that, goes down. No one gets lifted up. Everyone goes. Everyone becomes poor. <sighs> so yeah, if you want to read more of this, uh, I didn't want to play that. I don't even know what's it about. I didn't lack of caring, but yeah. Let's see, what's this? Despite lockdown, greenhouse gases have risen to record highs, the UN said. Oh yeah, this is a COVID-19 lockdowns helped to reduce emissions by 17% in April. Doo -doo -doo. Greenhouse gases retort high. Da -da -da. Blah, 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 blah. If you want to read it, I, I just forgot what I, why I had this up here for. But oh, it shows you that they have the uh, podcast. Sorry, I'm trying to rush through it. Here's one for you. Education. If you thought your kids were safe, resetting education, lessons from Sesame Street on helping the generation at risk, this week's Great Reset podcast. TV show Sesame Street teaching kids around the world about COVID. Sesame Workshop is using digital technology to educate kids in the world's biggest refugee camp. At the world's biggest refugee camp. The plan, uh, <laughs> nope, pandemic that. The WHO basically, don't forget, uh, changed the number to zero for it. Zero deaths qualifies a pandemic, by the way. Has disrupted education 1.6 billion children, the UN says. Blah, 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 blah. Subscribe to the podcast here. I'll let Grover, he's got his own Twitter account, by the way. Talk Hello, everybody. It is your old pal Grover with some health tips. Always wash your hands before you eat, after you play, and after going to the bathroom. Wash them for 20 seconds with soap and water. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, well. Um, another way for everyone to stay healthy is by practicing physical distance and staying six feet away from people in public. That is right, six cute little feet like these. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ah, here is another tip to stay healthy. Wear a mask in public to protect yourself and others. 
Make sure to wear it properly, like this. Hmm? Getting the what? kids this young. This is not correct. Like this? This. But these are all appropriate this? ways this. to wear one. If you need to go in somewhere, you're going to mock it. I saw a video someone goes, oh, yeah, I got a mask in my pocket. Well, I need to put it on. He put it over his head. Yeah, you told me to put it on. These are all acceptable ways to wear it. This? Where did everybody go? Like this! Don't worry like that. I did it! <laughs> you should wear a mask securely on your face, covering your mouth and nose. Everyone can do their part to stay healthy and careful. Whoa! It's slipping on Grover. <laughs> so that is where the soap went. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they're using him. And uh, there's another, they have a longer podcast right here uh, where he gets into basically talking about how it's good to stay home and not having to go into school and things like that. It's getting that mindset that we talked about in part one about even with adults, you're getting them getting them used to being home, away from the office. You're not having to drive in because driving in produces that, apparently it kills the planet CO2, even though it makes trees green and the plants need CO2, but don't think on that too hard. Anyways, uh, so yeah, it's the whole mindset of trying to keep people from moving, to doing anything, to get around people. You're isolated by yourself. And, well, you're a biohazard, so you don't want to get around people because you might get a sniffles or something like that. Anyway, here's a Cuomo. Let me see if I can get to the right spot on this. I don't know if anybody knows. Is also by the way, apparently you got an Emmy. Next few days. Uh, this is uh, back you said from the May beginning 5th. and let's open a smarter education differently during that one teacher across the state disinfected we were before where, we didn't replace what where it was. says it on here Sorry. we improved but anyway, he basically gives bill gates the gates Foundation almost everything that we learned during that this. time our housing new york has been for every year then it gives wear a mask and I was saying last night, I don't know skills on that and take it yeah, on as a project. Forgive me, I'm I don't know where exactly that. it is in this whole thing. FEMA. If you want to check it has out, but he gives, well, you see it in the commercial <laughs> or the, the title. I'm sorry. Duh. I mean, it's late. Governor Cuomo announced a collaboration with Gates Foundation Reimagined Education. So the state of New York is education systems run by the Gates. So remember I brought up the UBI, Universal Basic Income. Why is this important on there? Well, if you're not working and robots are taking over the planet and working and robots are making other robots, by the way, this is January 15, 2017. Well, how are people going to pay for things? They, your bills are still going to come in, right? Uh, if you're renting, you got to pay rent. You got to pay the bank back for a house. How do you do it? And he mentions, consider for a moment that this day forward on the first day of every month around thousand dollars depositing your bank account because you are a citizen because you could breathe this income is independent of every year's source of income guarantees your monthly starting salary above the poverty line for the rest of your life now this is before they get into you lose your job from a robot or anything like this you gotta have that it goes directly in your bank account maybe your social credit score determines your basic your universal basic income Universal basic income is the answer to inequality exposed by COVID-19. There's the keyword, inequalities. Take a drink. Rule number one for crisis management, when you find yourself in a hole, first stop digging. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see. 
It is time to add new elements of the policy packages the governments are introducing. One, we know to have banded, but have abandoned UBI, universal basic income. Let's see. Actually, and he gets into this. Uh, Trudeau pledged 2000 a month. Uh, if you listen to the Democratic guys, they talked about it. He talks about it in here. He talks about having uh, UBI in this as well, big time. And in this one, he talks about UBI plus stimulus, as in you're throwing money out of a helicopter. I've heard politicians say uh, throwing money out of a helicopter. So this, this guy's like in control of literally everybody. And here's the power and promise, universal basic income. Uh, they bring up, I brought this up, brought this up because of Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris. Who did you see that? Uh, Biden wants to get Bernie on the on the team. I saw that. You gotta be kidding me. Uh, when Kamala will uh, take over presidency, they you know they propose two thousand a month for every every adult, up to three children per household, until this until the code, the Rona subsides, which they don't plan on ever letting subside. So I just wanted to put that out there for those. Yeah, that's the rest of what I wanted to talk about. And it's only about a half hour into this. So check out part one. Uh, I went through this pretty quick because I want to get back out with the family for the rest, before they, everyone goes to bed. But uh, yeah, take check out part one with Michael and Reason and Theology. Thank, thank you again for having me on there. It was, it was great. I uh, hope people get educated on what's going on. Get the books if you want. Uh, let me get the right screen up so you can see it. Whoops, I have it's still on from the other one. Uh, book sorry <laughs> get that book too but get these books so you have an idea of what's going on they're by the same author uh these are free to listen to read if you're reading online if you like reading online ones this one is an audio version it's about 10 hours long and this is recent this came out in june so if you want to know what's going on check out those books stay up to date because this is not ending part of this is Obviously, the reset has nothing to do with the Rona. Uh, it's only about climate change. They've been working on this for years. This is all their plans, all coming together, accumulating at one, at one spot. Uh, this has been planned for years. This will not end. They are not planning on ending this. There's no way in God's green earth they will just stop. Unless, miraculously, we get something, you know, maybe like in Austria when they pray to rosary. And uh, the the Russians left Austria. Was it the Russians? Yeah. Maybe we'll get something like that. We need a great uh, awakening religiously, obviously. People get mass, uh, as people have stated. There are people getting killed overseas, blowing up, churches exploding, and people are still getting to mass. If we want to fix this, we got to get the sacraments, got to get the mass, go to communion, go to confession, got to... You know, Priests, open the doors, unlock the doors, and let your let the Department of Health know that their uh, their uh, power stops where your doors start. Don't let them in. Tell them to go pound sand. Uh, I know that's that's a hard that's it's not easy to to do, and it's easy for me to say on this side. I, we got to stop. We got to take a stand before this stops. I mean, bishops got to lead the way. And priests that do it, that talk about it, that preach about it. If you get in trouble, 
call an email or something. We'll try to get you to, I don't know. You see, like, Father Altman, he got in trouble, and I think he started talking to other bishops. I, 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 Father Bishop Strickland, I think, backed him up. Hopefully bishops like that will back you up. Uh, we need you to fight. Uh, anyways, well, thank you for listening. Uh, hope you like uh, part one. This is part two. Check out part one. It'll be underneath in the show notes. God love you, and uh, good night.